Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 80 of the Daily Run Run of the Mills podcast. As we are uh, keeping up with the king, going through the book of Matthew, we are in Matthew chapter 7, working our way through the Sermon on the Mount. It has taken, oh, you know, a few weeks for us to do this, but that's okay because this is good stuff. And uh, yeah, so let's get to it. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, Jesus shares some stuff that uh, this um, this is difficult, and um, it can you know it's one of those things that I that I th- I think it could be a little scary you know if you if when you read this so let's just read it and we'll talk about it. He says this: Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have. Have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then we'll declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So there's a whole lot in here. And I think it's it's one of those things that's very easy for us to read um, these things. Like when Jesus says, you know, depart from me to be like, oh, no, you know, is this me? Is this me? Well, I think we should hold ourselves to the test. I mean, one of the reasons that these these are, you know, I guess you'd call them dire warnings. But anyway, let's start at the beginning and look at what he's actually saying. We'll go through it kind of slow um, in our fast as we can way that we do with things here. And he says this, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so there are going to be people that say, you know, that say Jesus is Lord who are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. And some people would point to other places in the Bible where, you know, where it says, you know, nobody can say, you know, Jesus is Lord, but by the spirit of God, um, you know, well, what's, what's Jesus saying here? You know, the idea is like, um, you know, those people who, who say it, but apparently they don't mean it. You know, it's, it, there are these people and maybe you've been one I probably have in my life where we feel like if we say the right words, if we have the right terminology, we're, you know, we're good. I had an online conversation with somebody this week um, who was um, promoting something called like, I believe they call it sacred word or sacred name, the sacred name movement. Basically this person was um, on a Christian uh, site saying that as Christians, we should not refer to Jesus as Jesus, but we should call him Yeshua because that's the Hebrew name. And that's when the Bible talks about us praying in Jesus' name. It's not saying praying in Jesus' name, it's saying praying in Yeshua's name. So if you don't say the name Yeshua, you're, you're got it all messed up. You know? And, and I pointed out that first of all, the large portion of the new Testament was written in Koine Greek and in Koine Greek, the name is pronounced Jesus. And so Jesus, um, what it would say was, was, you know, in, in the name of Jesus, not in the name of Yeshua. And so then the person came back and said, oh, it was the translation was changed because you know, that's always the go-to. But, but I, my point that I was trying to make was, look, it, it's not, it's not having the right name that matters, like the right, the right pronunciation of a particular word that matters. It's having the right name in the manner of the name speaking of his character, his power, 
his will, his his person, right? His authority. You know, I, I know I've said this before, but it's like that idea of saying when the old police shows, when the cop would be chasing the bad guy and he'd say, stop in the name of the law. You know, he's not saying stop because I said so. He's saying stop in the name of the law. Then, well, what's the law's name? Is it Jerry? No, no. The point is the law, the name of the law meant the authority of the law. And so that's one of those things we start talking about, you know, praying in Jesus' name. Well, does that mean I pray and if I don't say in Jesus' name, it doesn't, it's not answered? If I don't say in the name of Yeshua, uh, if I don't pray in Hebrew, uh, no, that's not the point. The point is we want to pray according to his person, his will, his nature, his uh, his authority and not our own. So there are lots of people that think like if I say the right terminology, if I say the right words, oh, I was you know, and, and sometimes not even that stuff. Like I was baptized when I was a baby. Okay. So what, what about you? You know, and, and it's really easy then again, to get in this idea of, well, I've done these things. Well, I went to church every week, you know, I went to church every week for my whole life. So that doesn't, that, that's, that doesn't save you. You know, and that's a, a dangerous thing. We start putting our faith in um, all the things we've done to sh- you know, to, uh, to demonstrate, to prove or whatever, um, what we believe. And so he says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? We should back up because I skipped something. Um, and not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. And so he, he's differentiating between those who say something and those who do something. And again, this is one of those spots where people often get into the, oh, works. It's just saying it's, you're saved by works. I don't believe that's the case at all, um, because that would be inconsistent with the totality of Scripture. But what I think we're, we're seeing here is that there's a difference between saying things and doing things as far as what's true, you know. A guy who beats his wife but tells her he loves her. Oh, I love you, honey. I'm so sorry. I love you. And he beats her every night. Doesn't love his wife. No matter how much he says it, he does not. His fruit shows otherwise. In verse 22, he says, Many will say to me in that day, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name? And done many wonders in your name? Now notice this in that day that he's talking about, you know, standing before him in judgment. You know, Jesus is saying this as he's giving the Sermon on the Mount, that he's the one that they're going to be standing before when it comes time to be judged. This is pretty wild stuff. You know, when you die, you're going to stand before him saying, I've done this, I've done that. The problem is, if you go to G, if you're standing before Jesus and you're saying, "Lord, I did all this stuff in Your name. I did all this stuff in Your name," rather than saying, "Jesus, You paid the price for me. I'm I, my my righteousness is like filthy rags. I I I I'm only here because of You, because of Your great grace and Your forgiveness." Now, of course, that would be a difficult thing to say for those people that did not don't know the full gospel at that time because, well, Jesus hadn't died on the cross and rose again yet. But he says this, he says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So there's two things I think we need to notice in the end here. One is that he says, 
I never knew you. I didn't know you. And to me, this is one of those things that, that is uh, the telling part. You know, you can do all kinds of religious stuff and not know him. And so that's the thing I think we have to ask ourselves is like, do I know him? Because if I know him, he's going to, he'll, he'll change me. He'll change the way I, you know, it'll change the way I treat people. You know, when, when I know him, I desire to please him. I desire to, to obey him. I desire to honor him. I don't want to walk in lawlessness because you know, that's the thing he says. I never knew you depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. And the sad thing is there's so much of this you know, that we see in our day today. There's so many Christians that have abandoned what he has said, and they, they've got this idea like that Jesus just wants them to be happy. And their happiness is, well, whatever they want to do. And that's a law of their own. It's a law of their own making. It's, you know, it's lawlessness. They're not, they're not seeking to honor him. They're not seeking to please him. You know, I have this popular thing now, people talking about deconstructing their faith. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with looking at what you believe and examining it and saying what has value and, and what is based on truth and what's just based on tradition, what's based on what I've been taught. You know, I, I appreciate those people that say, you know, I was always taught this, but I need to research that. I was always told the Bible, this means this, but I really need to look into that more. Then that's good stuff. You know, that's good stuff. But there's a lot of people saying, you know, I was always taught this and that, but those things, I don't like them. They're culturally, they're making me culturally uncomfortable because I see right now that I, I'm, I'm the things that I've always been taught. I feel bad about them. I feel yucky about them because now I'm looked at with scorn by the culture. And so I'm going to go back and re-examine what I believe because I want to believe stuff that makes me feel better about myself and better about the culture and better about what I believe. You know, and, and that's the thing is that when they get that point of where culture is steering their their theology rather than getting their theology from the Bible. So anyway. I don't think you need to be panicking. I, I just think you need to say, wait a minute, is, is this me? Does this describe me? Am I seeking to do the will of Father in heaven? Do I know him? You know, if you want to know Jesus, um, there's a great verse in, in the book of John, and uh, I'm going I'm to flip over to it real quick because I always misquote it. And I know I've quoted it here before, but um, John 14, verse 21, Jesus said this. He said, He is my key who has my commandments and keeps them. It is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And then, I don't usually share this part, but Judas not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and he will come to him and make our, or we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. So here's the thing. Just obey God. 
and he's going to show himself to you. You know, when you read the words of Jesus and you read about him saying, forgive, and, and you, you see the things that he's calling you to do, you know, walking in holiness and such, do it, do it. And the, the amazing thing is, is you're going to see God working in your life. You're going to see him active in your life. It goes from God being, you know, out there to a God who's right here. And, uh, and I would encourage you with that. I would encourage you. This is one of those verses I love because I experienced it before I read it. You know, I got to a place in my life where I just said, well, this is what, this is what I know God wants me to do. So I'm going to do it. And following that, I saw how real he became to me. And so when I read that verse, I was so excited because I'm like, oh, this is what happened to me. This is what happened to me. And it could happen to you too. How do I know that? Because, well, if the Bible says it, it always works every time. God bless you. Talk to you soon.